Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. July 18th, 2022. New week. Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush. Justin Kalen, intern Jacob, everybody here on your Monday morning. How's everybody doing? Woo! Rocking, rolling, ready to ready to go today, Mister Sports Talker. Excited for a new week. How about you, Bustin Justin? Yep, we're good here as well. Got some sleep. I'm all. I am also excited about a new week. That's good, Jacob. How are you doing? I'm in the same boat, fellas. I'm feeling good and ready to go. Okay. Well, good stuff. A uh, lot of additional insight and analysis from from you three. Always How about you to get the conversation going. Uh, doing well. Had a great weekend. Golfed on Friday, which was a lot of fun. You didn't mute the station account, which is hard to believe that you could so frequently forget to do it. Uh, then went to the picnic, <laughs> lost my face off, which happens um, all the time, except for that one time that it didn't happen. So that was really nothing new. But that was nice, and then hung out with family and celebrated birthdays, rode some jet skis, all around a really, really nice weekend, Ooh, and then uh, treated to a, a, a classic of a finish of the Open on Sunday, which was really, really fun to watch. So it was a all-star weekend. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show, a lot of, as it so often will be in the summer, with a lot of recruiting news and a big-time crystal ball pick for UK basketball, which is really exciting stuff. So we're going to have we're gonna have a good show today. And I figured we'd just open it up probably talking about the Open since it was the, yeah. the big sports of the weekend actual playing. Rash, where are, you, where are you coming from today? I'm coming to us live from the Omni City Center Hotel right next to the CNN Center in downtown Atlanta. Kind of a feel, feel fancy. I, uh, I have a... My, my like balcony is the atrium of this giant tower, and last night they're they're having a an Indian wedding this week, so it's like the the full week long festivities, and the, they were tearing it up last night. Um, so it's it's a party down here in the ATL. Peace up, A Town Down, as many people say. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure if you made the whole drive yesterday, you're splitting it up and making the rest of the way today or whatever it was. But yeah, Atlanta, not too bad of a drive. Glad you made it there safely. And you got some sweet mm-hmm. digs. Are you, are you, I guess, luck it's on, on paternity leave. Are you doing this solo? No, Freddie uh, wrote, made the trip with me. Um, we do have separate accommodations, which is, is nice. Um, able to spread our wings uh, out a little bit. Actually, went over to uh, uh, an old fraternity buddies of mine last night. He smoked uh, uh, some pork ribs, and oh, man, it's divine. It was divine. So it was a nice treat to get into town, uh, catch up. And, I mean, really, like Atlanta is notorious for sucky more sucked than anybody's ever sucked driving through i didn't even know if i was going in the right direction because there was so little traffic it was it was a breezy uh, drive down i did since i i, I rode with freddie i picked him up on i-75 so it was a little bit longer of a drive uh, but i got treated to the final round of the open on the way to get him it was like i, I basically got in the car right at the turn uh, on nine. So I was able to listen to the whole bite. Now, listening to golf is a different experience uh, because, you know, you you hear a 30-foot putt and it's going to go right to left. But, like, seeing the giant undulations in the hills and stuff, it doesn't quite do it. But it didn't – you didn't need to see yesterday's action with your own two eyeballs to know that that place went to banana land. It was – the the way the leaderboard was moving up and down – that was that was crazy. What an exciting finish. What a, what a great send-off before we get to a couple weeks without without sports. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Probably the, the best, most exciting major. Saved it for the last one. Uh, agree and don't agree. Like, listening to golf on radio is, I think, the worst sporting event you can listen to on radio. All that being said, though, having any sporting event, long sporting event for a long car drive is almost like a cheat yeah. code, whether it's a college mm-hmm. basketball game, college football game, even just an NFL Sunday, whatever it is. If you can just put something on for a couple hours, few hours, that is like a drama to you because you don't know what's going to happen and how it's all going to play out, can make a long road trip incredibly more tolerable. So having that on, I'm sure, was really, really nice. And uh, yeah, but that's the thing about golf is it's just it's tough to take somebody's word for how close something was or mm-hmm. how they narrowly avoided a bunker, which there was a lot of those. And then uh, congrats to Cam Smith. The big winner yesterday came out of nowhere. And he was on Roush's roster. Give it up for Roush, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Nicely done, Roush. This this also, uh, I was at least wise enough to sprinkle some DraftKings. I'm like, well, if I'm picking them to win in my group, I might as well do it on DraftKings. So I had him top 10 and uh, to win it. And that, th- those are some good odds, some juicy odds. So very, very happy to turn $15 into like 160 or something like that. So wow. shout out to golf betting. Let's do it. Woohoo! Drinks on Roush. Yeah, I ended up, I didn't hit any bets. I, I, I DraftKing teams I, I had was competitive. I was the 54-hole leader going into Sunday, but <sighs> my, my team collapsed down the stretch. That would have been a nice, uh, would have been a nice payday had I, had I done well. But I was kind of riding the back of, of Hovland and uh, a few other Fitz, 
Fitzpatrick, who didn't have a good Sunday either, and my guys fell apart on Sunday. But uh, that was exciting. I, I I knew I was a little disappointed with the coverage, Roush. I know you were watching or you were listening mm-hmm. on the radio, but they acted like for the front nine that it quite literally could have only been Hovland or Rory that was going to win the tournament. And they did such a bad job showing yeah. just really all the other golfers, but especially Cam Smith, uh, the Camerons, which they had a really, they just couldn't believe that there was two Camerons making a charge <laughs> on a Sunday, which they brought up pretty much every other sentence. But it wasn't until the back nine that they started showing regularly other people's shots but before then it was just basically like it was a match play between Hovland and Rory and after those two hit shots they'd go to a commercial every single time and then and then Hovland wasn't even playing that well either on the front like I think he he had one birdie and three bogeys on the day yeah and then I mean Rory got up two strokes on him and then you could tell that the NBC coverage for sure was like okay well this is all Rory like, this is his magic moment at St. Andrews. Do not take the cameras off of him. And then in the meantime, they were like, oh, look at the Camerons charging. It was like, well, we can't because you're not showing us to him. And then a lot of times they'd, like, have camera angles where somebody's head was getting in the way of the cup and you couldn't see if a putt went in. Uh, they had a Hovland putt that you just had no idea if it went in or not. But the way he kind of went up and charged it, it looked like he was going to grab it out of the cup. But instead, he had blown it. It was like a five-foot putt. He had blown it past five feet, and he was just going to mark it. But you couldn't see any of it because they had a guy in the way. Uh, so wasn't really thrilled with the coverage, but holy smokes, that eagle putt by Smith to go ahead, that was like something you'd make up in a movie for a golf drama, and then and then the way it all came out. And then Rory had a chance to tie by having to chip in, and it wasn't particularly close, but it was a hell of a lot closer than I would get it. And it was still just kind of fun to be like, is can he do it? Is it gonna go? Uh no, not to be. So great golf tournament. What did what what stood out the most for you, Justin? Um I was I'm big on what you were saying about the coverage yesterday. I don't when I was watching and I wasn't watching that closely because I was due to working. Um but I don't recall seeing Scotty Scheffler hit a shot until the 17th hole. So that that to me <laughs> I mean, I was like, what the hell? I I was sitting there wondering. I was like, where's Scheffler? They haven't even showed him. They haven't <clears throat> I haven't seen his score. And then finally, 17, they show him putting a little bunny shot in. But, yeah, so the coverage overall this weekend, I thought the coverage was really great yesterday. I do think they did concentrate too much on Rory um, as well as Hovland. It, but seeing Cam Smith come charge back, what, I, I don't know if I've ever seen better golf played in a closing round of a major. That was That was amazing. Jacob, you're unmuted. Yeah, um, I was going to send you all a text and be like, after the front nine and be like, yeah, might as well give me my money now. Rory's got this thing in the bag. And then Cam Smith proceeded to make like six birdies in a row. And I was like, well, guess that's <clears throat> Well, you should have texted it. It would have been great content to put on the KRC Facebook page. <laughs> on the plane, for what is Rory? Rory was on my team if he had won. I, I would have. Played. Oh, that's right. I had Rory and the other. Which would have even been better content. Which would have been great. Yeah, having them take a celebrate and uh, oh. out he, he didn't end up winning. Yeah, I I, uh, that, I agree, Justin. I thought the coverage, like, that's what made Sunday so frustrating is I thought the coverage there was great. And I think Link style, and especially St. Andrews, is a little easier to cover. Uh, the way they used the drones was pretty cool. And then they had, obviously, just these towers. But trees don't get in the way. So you can get some really cool shots. You can find balls that you don't normally find in other golf courses. It's just 
on Sunday, I think they lost their focus a little bit and was so set on like Rory making history and he's got the home crowd rooting for him. And, uh, it was kind of funny. They were, they were basically booing Hovland when he'd like miss a putt. Oh, it was so funny. They yeah. they'd, like they would go oh and then start cheering. Yeah, they start cheering because it was like opportunity here for Rory to get ahead, and then sure enough, uh, that's sports for you. It's it, while I think Rory was so focused on just the head to head there with Hovland that just kind of played somewhat conservatively. He also couldn't get anything really to land either, but played a little conservatively, I thought. And then sure enough, some of the groups ahead of him were the ones that were being the aggressors and. It uh, ended up not finishing second, right? Right. It was, th- and that that was what made part of the end even wilder because the eagle actually put Cam Smith temporarily, like they he was they were tied. Then for a minute, he had to tap in that birdie putt to to take the lead and secure the dub. Uh, but because Rory was aggressive, he ended up and, and going for the win. He, the, you know, the ball rose by the hole, and he, he's not able to, to birdie put it to get a second. So he actually ends up coming in third. And here's the thing is, TJ, is I, I'm with you where it's like, I understand that the whoever's covering it, they're going to pay more attention to the, the leaders on Sunday. Like, I get it. That's just kind of how a golf broadcast works. But you can sprinkle in. You can do that playing through thing and show us, you know, Scotty Scheffler, even some of those guys, just people who are sprinkled in that are within arm's length because you don't know who's in the charge back. I mean, it was it was one of those where entering the day, I, I was having to move a lot of stuff around the house, get ready. They're, they're destroying our, our kitchen this morning. So we, we were preparing for that before I hit the road. So we had it on TV, and I was just like, you know, if he just hangs around and hits a couple of birdies and, and Rory's at par or maybe bogeys, like, this isn't – this isn't an insurmountable lead by Rory. Now, Kim Smith did need to have uh, a record-breaking performance. Uh, that's the lowest score ever at St. Andrews for an Open. Um, and, I, I mean, it was, what, a 64 um, with the six straight birdies on the back? I mean, that, it was he, he had to play like a man possessed, but it was possible. Um, Rory didn't necessarily choke and gack it away with a bunch of bogeys or anything like that. He just didn't play good enough to to overcome that great round by Cam Smith. But if you're just all focused on Rory and you're you're showing all of the Rory highlights throughout the years, then you're 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 just keeping that door cracked for the mullet man from Australia to just pounce. Woo Yeah, I was at to lunch with the the wife's family and some extended family and uh, they not a not a fan of the mullet. And then I prefaced wow. it and I said, well, does it change your opinion knowing that he's Australian and has a mullet? Like, does that does that do anything for you? And everybody universally said no. Oh, so they don't like class? Not not a classy bunch, your your wife's family. And I don't Sorry. I don't I, I think they really didn't appreciate his little kind of dirt stash thing that he's got going on there. It's not it's a it's a kind of like a little baby mustache, which made it awkward because there I am with my mustache. <laughs> No mullet. I mean, so I, tell, I, tell me what you really think about mustaches. I, I would if I could with the mullet, but not not gifted enough. But yeah, there was a lot of hate on the mullet there yesterday. I thought he he looked good, and obviously 
played really, really well. Not a bad tournament for the Livers. Uh, Bryson Ishimbu nope. and Dustin Johnson both had good tournaments. I, I thought for a little while Dustin was going to be in the thick of it on Sunday, which would have – imagine if it was like a Dustin Johnson-Rory final two pairing. That, that would have even probably been better drama. But uh, it was a made-for-TV major, and uh, I'm a little bummed now we have to – the next major is not till April. We don't get any Ryder Cup this year. And, uh, yeah, there's still some tournaments, and you'll get the FedEx stuff, Justin. But it's uh, the, the big-time golf. We, we're going to have to wait a while for it. Thanks for bringing that up. That's quite depressing on a Monday here. Hey, well, the good news is, though, like we'll have real sports, though, so we'll kind of forget about that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call. Hall of Fame game is only 15, two weeks two weeks from Thursday. So, you know, we'll be here before you know it. Uh, I'm doing the thing, too, to really get myself in football mode down at SEC Media Days where I just watch old games all week. So, like, SEC Network's got the Georgia-Alabama National Championship game on right now. And he, Oh, is this the big Stetson Bennett throw? I think it is. Oh, there he goes. No, it was a fight. Never mind. But just to have football on and around – it just, you know, it gets me hyped. They do, uh, they count down at the top 30 games or something like that on ESPNU from last year. It's a good way to kind of get, get yourself ready, uh, put yourself in the zone uh, for what's going to be another exciting football season. Well, UK played in a lot of really exciting games last season. If UK had a game that may make that list, Roush, which one would it have been from last year? I think there's probably three options. I, I, I really, and it's not recency bias, um, because the the Florida game was exciting, but it was kind of a rock fight. I would I would say the Iowa game though, because it had so many ups and downs. Where that first drive, you thought Kentucky was just going to put up a fifty burger on them. I mean, they went down there so easily uh, before half. They're they're creating turnovers, they're making plays, but they had to settle for some field goals. And then in the third quarter, it was all Iowa. Kentucky's defense couldn't get off the field. Um, and, and then all of a sudden you have two basically goal line stands that give you a chance to win, and then you march down and score just like that. Like that, that was a very dramatic ending to a season. Yeah, that was. That that's a, a great answer. Obviously, the Florida and LSU games were exciting and fun finishes for UK fans. As much as we don't want to bring it up, the Tennessee game was an exciting finish. Didn't go mm-hmm. didn't go UK's way, but th- those were four. Uh, you know Kentucky's going to play in several close games this upcoming season. But, uh, yeah, so it, those those will really make you nervous the way that those ones came down to the wire. And sure enough, TJ was at one of them, and you guessed it, folks. It was the one UK lost. So uh, always, always a miserable and not fun time when that happens. Are uh, people uh, saying that TJ Walker keep TJ out of the Krogue? I hope not. I hope that – I hope not. Uh, was at Cardinal Stadium for a convincing UK win. Okay. If, that, if that helps any uh, mojo go back into my favor. Some disappointing news that, like, last night when I was kind of doing what little show prep we do for the show, I was like, hey, all we got to do is get through this week, we get through next week, and boom, baby, it's Bahamas time. Not true. We got to get through this uh, week, next week, and then the first week of August. Bahamas trip doesn't start till August 8th. I thought it was that first week. It's not. Uh, Well, at least first week of August, it's like football media days, fall camp is starting. Uh, There's like a, okay, football is here. Let's let's get going. And then when things kind of slow down with football, then we'll have basketball. 
Okay. I'm, I like the way that you're doing that. I, I think I could have been really, optimistic. <laughs> I, I think I could have easily done two full weeks and been fine. Three weeks is going to be tough, but what I'll tell myself is, one, once the calendar turns to August, Roush is right, I'll get in football mode. That'll be exciting. And then the good news is now that the basketball is a week later, because I, I don't know, I always just thought it was the first week of August. But now that it's a week later, once that's done around you know August 14th or whatever, then you're like a week away from week zero, Roush, and you're two weeks away from the cats hitting the field. So that's going to be pretty sweet. So I guess the good news is the backside of the Bahamas trip, then you're you're basically there at that point. So mm-hmm. light at the end of the tunnel. We see it. It's getting a little bit bigger the closer we get to it, but uh, probably three more full weeks of, of summer radio, but mixed in with some actual content. Roush is down at SEC Media Days. The fun starts down there today. Mm-hmm. And then, like he said, we'll get into fall camp here in a couple weeks and things will change. Barrett Sally with some breaking news. Roush, you want to hear this? Oh, we'd love to hear this. Bush's beans have been named the official beans of the SEC. Oh, heck yes. Uh, all right, so here's here's uh, my buddy. He's he's quite the, the chef. I've never done this before. He last fried bacon and then just dump the beans in with all of the bacon grease and everything I, I've, I've i've seen people put meats in their their baked beans but not cook the meat and then dump the beans on top that was uh all like what have i been doing like i come on i, I gotta do this every time now there's no other way to do it weirdly enough the when first started dating the now wife she hated green beans but then like that, and that's probably a pretty normal staple to any family meal that I'm having mm-hmm. on my side of the family is green beans. She had, hadn't had green beans with bacon in it, supposedly. Oh, like, oh well, I get why you all like green beans. It's because they're like unhealthy and you have bacon in them. And it's like, well, first off, no, still vegetables. So by law, healthy. And yeah, sure. Why not? Like who doesn't like a little extra something with their greens? <laughs> exactly. I'm just not a big bean guy, like, you know, baked beans, refried beans, black beans, but green beans, I'm in. Trevor, Kelsey, very anti-green bean. Uh, he, he is? Yes, he's very, he, he he makes it well known because his, that was basically a part of every dinner as a kid, so he's just, he's out on green beans. Well, My son, though, is very pro-beans, loves any kinds of beans, baked beans, uh, refried be- uh, all of them. He just give him all the beans. He also, we found out he's a White Castle fan too. We went and hung out at our friend's pool Saturday night. Somebody brought over a crave case, and uh, he and I, I bet we shared six together. He just like, come on, let's get some more. I want more. Come on. It's like, uh, all right, boy. Uh, you'd probably need to. You, did you ask Duke if Dad Dad could borrow some of his diapers? I'm sure. Well, I. I I left before uh, the spoils of war happened. So, <laughs> husband of the year. All right, Brooks. Be back in a week. Uh, <laughs> See you. Bye. I love it. Good for you, Roush. That's the way you got to do it. Well, that's awesome, too, that you got to enjoy a crepe case with, with your boy. All right, let's go to our first break. We need to talk more golf. Justin, I want to hear what you had to say, but save it for when we come back from the break. We've got some recruiting talk. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line a little quiet, but it was a quiet weekend. So, Let's get it fired up. Let's get it rolling. Wake up. Kentucky Roll Call. This is on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back.
your roll call. The people that don't like Joel, for the most part, just don't have a clue. They're just doing A plus B must equal C. Like, Joel got here. Kentucky's recruiting hasn't been as great. So he's obviously equals, the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He It must be because he's not a good recruiter. With Walker and Roush. No, teams are just cheating, folks. You would have thought that that drop was on purpose. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call, because the Cats are back to cheating, baby. Man, bring them out, bring them out. No, uh, that 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 rejoin we we made we may want to retire that one because it yeah. just we'll probably need a little too much explaining. Um, I, I, I obviously I think UK's recruiting was when you had the staff of Kenny Payne, Joel, and Tony Barbie. Things weren't going as good as they were uh, before when you had Antigua and Payne and uh, Robic. I think at that point was the third assistant. But recruiting had taken a little bit of a step back, but it is. I, I don't know if history will remember this as well, but I'll be sure to do my part to bring it up. That was the like three years prior to nil where some teams just said, we'll start nil now. And other teams, I think, had to be a little bit more quiet about how they would operate finances for potential recruits and current players. So I think Kentucky during that recruiting period had some bright lights on them and they couldn't do some of the things that maybe some of the other places were doing. LSU uh, included, Duke as a private university included, but with nil now being fully legalized, UK is back in the game. They've got Bob Dillingham already committed, Reed Shepard already committed, and they seem to be the leaders for several other top recruits. And taking this into what we mentioned earlier today, Travis Branham, one of the national recruiting analysts for 24-7, he has put in his crystal ball, magic eight ball, RPM pick for Justin Edwards to Kentucky, which would be an absolute colossal deal. The Peach Jam has started. Edwards, I think, is announcing his commitment a week from today. Sounds right. Now, what's that? I believe that's correct. Is that the 26th? 25th? 25th? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. 25th. So uh, all the experts seem to think that he's going to pick UK. This is another top 10 player, maybe a top five player, depending on what service you're looking at, and just makes the makes UK's 20 it, it keeps the greatest class alive which is a lofty goal to set but why not shoot for the stars it keeps that in the equation and if you add DJ Wagner who still seems like UK leads but all the recruiting analysts are telling you that hey you know it's 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 touch and go it's nothing's really set in stone here just be patient be patient I, I, I've got my own thoughts on all that stuff but that's fine we'll take them they're the experts for a reason you add Wagner to a class that has Edwards, Dillingham, Shepard, one through three, UK's never had a better class, period. And that's include, included a class with Wall and Bledsoe. It's included a class with Knight and Lamb. Uh, it includes with the Twins, obviously, and James Young. That was a pretty darn good class in itself. You had Booker and Ulysses, which from a ranking standpoint, not as high as some of these other guys, but that class turned out to be just fine. Fox and Monk, obviously, have to be mentioned in that in that mold. Mm -hmm. None of them would hold a candle to 
the the depth and the quality of Dillingham, Wagner, Shepard, and Edwards. It really would be. It's hard to fathom that Calipari could do that, but Roush, it seems like he's maybe on his way to doing that. Yeah, it um, it's it's pretty. It feels good to be back where you're at a spot where you're looking at all of the. You're going position by position in the recruiting rankings. Number one guy. Oh, looks like he's going to Kentucky. Oh, number one guy. Oh, looks like he's going to Kentucky too. Just checking those off. Uh, it, the uh, the gold standard of John Calipari's gold standard was the 2014 recruiting class that started the. Aaron Harrison's great story. You had the 40 and 0 the following year where they, they were at every position, either one or two. And even though not every single one of those guys had that bona fide star power, you had it spread out enough to where you're like, okay, this is, this is going to be an awesome time. And it was it, it features ups and downs, but there was no doubt that was one of the most exciting times to ever be a Kentucky basketball fan. And Similarly, you, you could have this in this class where, uh, you know, like let, let, let's say they do have uh, Bradshaw uh, come in as their five, or you, you, you say it's Kingsley, even if he is reclassified. You, you lump him in there with these guys because they're the same age. Like, hey, center might not be the absolute superstar, but you've got a point guard and a wing that are badasses. And, oh, yeah, if you sprinkle in DJ Wagner too. Like, you, you have – you have what you can envision, the, the not only the players that can be the stars, but also that can fit into the kind of uh, roles where if they're playing good defense, knocking out a couple shots a game, getting some rebounds, just filling up the stat sheet in other ways. They aren't just trying to score 20 points. That you can really see a complete team forming. Um, oh, yeah, and Reed Shepard's in this mix, too. Like that, the, People forget about Reed Shepard now. Remember when he was the most important recruit in the world, TJ? Oh, yeah, you had to go get him, and you had to go, don't go messing this one up, but uh, got him, like, committed almost instantly. And he just got some accolades for being a standout performer on the Adidas AAU circle. And Yes. Uh, some people that have watched him closer than certainly I have have said that he's starting to kind of, his body's starting to fill out a little bit. He's growing up, and they're, they're stocked that it's, if he keeps progressing the way that he is, it's not, inconceivable that he could be a one and done or a two and done type player now and that's the thing if you had a if you had a backcourt in the future that was Dillingham Wagner and Justin Edwards NBA people would look at that today and be like well that's a that's a that's a one through three that potentially has three lottery picks like it would be on a Zion Cam Reddish RJ Barrett type level but where the majority of those players were kind of two through fours, or at least maybe just pretty much all threes, really all things considered, maybe, yeah. maybe a two, three, four combo kind of thing. This would be one through three, and I think it'd be just as good. I think it could be just as dynamic and explosive. Uh, you're right. The questions would kind of go to the front court. What's mm -hmm. going on with Aaron Bradshaw? People thought he was going to commit. Is there something there with him and DJ Wagner? You're going to Kingsley is going to be a part of the fold, but do you have Oscar coming back for another year? I don't think it's impossible. Uh, most likely, Toppin, you'd think, would be gone. Damian Collins, from a potential standpoint, you'd think would be gone. But you could also see maybe Damian be like, hey, you're the, you're going to be the star of the show. You're our starting five. Uganda's going to be backing you up. Let's just roll. We're going to have the quickest, fastest lineup. 
potentially, but I think you got to assume that Collins is gone. I remember a texture on the Thornton's text line was just kind of going through the numbers when Calipari on KRC last week said that they were planning for six or seven people to be gone. Collins almost certainly would have to be considered in the gone category when trying to get to that number. So you'd have some questions on the front court with recruiting, but with the transfer portal, you may want that open, Roush. You may want to say, hey, we're going to go get our four or five from the best pot from from the portal and you may have a very proven college player say oh i i get to go play with three freshman lottery picks and i'll be the star of the show in the front court yes please sign me up so it'd be an easy sell to potential transfers as well so not as worried about the front court there are more question marks there but i think there are more options there but the backcourt looking pretty good there's also one option you haven't mentioned either lance where how about lance well what if Oscar Sheway just says, you know what, let's just, well, why not? What what the heck, you know? Yeah, the only thing about that, though, is I did mention that. He definitely mentioned that. Well. That would be the, that would be the thing about that one. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> yeah, well, I heard the, the Collins part, too, but I, I may have just been a little over. Hey, don't worry about it. Let, let, me make, let me make this easy for you guys. Collins will be back. Oscar will not be. There. Debate settled. Oh, definitive. Justin, are you, do you have your own crystal ball? That's my crystal ball. That's my RPM, baby. But don't you think you can make a case it could be the opposite, Justin, where it's like sure. NBA teams love Collins' potential, so he's, while obviously Oscar has the better numbers and much better production, they Oscar is what he is. He's an undersized five that can't show that he can really stretch the floor, where Collins is this 19-year-old freak athletic sensation that really seemingly can do it all. No, I mean, it absolutely could be the opposite. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I I just think the scenario of Collins coming back for a third year, like you mentioned, and being the guy with all those young young guards, I I just think would be too appealing to pass up. I mean, yeah, and it's really hard to say what kids are going to do nowadays, but that would be the smartest option for him, in my opinion. It wouldn't be, I mean, it's, it's, I'm curious Jacob's thoughts on it, but it wouldn't be a bad idea. You know, assuming this year kind of goes where like Toppin is your primary for Oscar, still Oscar, and then Collins is your third option coming off, or not your third option, your third big coming off the bench. Um, you, Damien could say, listen, I want one year where I'm, you're going to throw me post passes and I'm going to be catching on the block and turn it around while also spreading the floor and knocking down jumpers. Yeah, that could be it, Justin. I feel like Collins would more likely be back than go because I don't see him being a top a lottery pick. And you know how Cal does it. You, you come back, you're going to be a lottery pick. We're going to get you where you need to be, yada, yada, yada. So I see him coming back for that that fourth year, I guess. That would be, that would be his third year. Third year. This yeah. is year two. That would yeah, be year yeah. three. Yeah, it's, it's you know who probably has the most um, – I, I didn't think we would imagine we'd get into Damian Collins' draft decision, you know, a year beforehand. But, hey, it's summer radio. Let's, 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 let's entertain this as long as we possibly can. But, really, it's probably more up to Jacob Toppin than anybody because if he becomes uh, uh, the – if he makes that leap that we think is possible this year, then that eats up some of his minutes uh, for Damian Collins takes him off the floor more. I'm sure we're still going to see him plenty, but what makes him a lottery pick is showing him knocking down an outside jump shot to be a stretch four. Um, we know that he can provide some of that shot blocking, the lob catching, 
Uh, I could see him coming back in that scenario where he hasn't shown off that outside shot all the way just because Jacob Toppin was such a badass this fall. Well, here's the thing, Roush, and I'm glad you brought up Toppin because Collins, will he be a starter at any point this season? He might get a game or two. And, and sure, people that are coming off the bench get drafted as well, so I'm not saying that. But I, I just think he would want to be in that scenario where he's going to be the guy coming into his third year where he would be a for-sure starter. I, I don't know. that. To me, that's just the smart move. Got some options. Got some Got options. Up. But this is the stuff that UK staff is having. The, they're having these conversations, too. Right. They have probably a little bit more intel than old KRC does seven to nine Monday through Friday on Big X Sports Radio, but they're they're having to figure that stuff out as well. And I I can't help but think that like the Aaron Bradshaw hiccup, at least to some degree, I think UK had something to do with that. I could be totally off base, or at least UK had told him, hey, also just not to surprise you, so and so may join you or so and so may be back. But it was strange where it went into like, hey, he's gonna commit and he's gonna commit to Kentucky to, you know what, I'm not so sure what I'm gonna do now. Let me let me think things over. And then you get the Wagner stories, which aren't new, but they always get resurfaced whenever you talk about Bradshaw and Wagner playing with one another. But Peach Jam started Bradshaw was solid in game one. He had a double-double. Wagner was really good after kind of starting slow. Uh, Rob Dillingham did not have his best stuff. He was really cold from deep, which is uh, – you don't love to see that, but uh, it's basketball. You can be you can have an off night. It does happen. Uh, but it has started, Roush, and you're probably going to hear some decisions as, as Peach Jam goes on and yeah. ends, and then some people are planning to announce right afterwards. They have uh, – they've really stretched it out back at – since when we used to cover the event, because now it's like a week long. Um, I guess they do more league, league play, maybe? I don't, I, I, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I know that we'll be seeing a, a week's worth of content from now through Saturday down there in North Augusta. Don't call me Augusta, okay? That's just where you go to eat afterwards. I, I wonder if that place is what that place looks like now too because they did do some renovating it, it has to be nicer than it once was that used to be a damn nightmare trying to navigate your way through the crowds there well, at that, the, that facility well it was like the north augusta sports complex or something like that mm-hmm. and you, you'd walk in like so this place for people that have never been there which i'm guessing is 98 percent of people probably listening or 99 percent of people probably listening uh it's a it's a sports complex it has several baseball fields and there's parking everywhere uh, and like grass really, but not like parking lots everywhere. And you'll walk into the gym, which is there's a river that kind of goes through the complex too. And the gym is sitting up there on the river and you'll walk in and this is just like a gym for normal folks. So you'll see like maybe a 63 year old that's got like the ankle weights on her ankle. Mm-hmm. She's wearing the headbands and she's just like jogging. And then like, she'll have to go like in between back when I was covering recruiting, like Jaleel Okafor and Tyus Jones talking about their package deal. And it'd be like grandma going in between them, walking and jogging and stuff like that. So it's a really funny setup. Um, and then the building has like four basketball courts in it, I believe. And they're spread out throughout the throughout the facilities. And they have the, the, the walking track upstairs that gets just absolutely overcrowded to the you wouldn't you wouldn't even believe it. Sometimes it goes like four rows back where you can hardly even see anything. But you're saying that they did some renovations to the place. I did not know that. 
Well, I, I remember showing up for the, the last time I was there and construction was happening and you could, and it made for a pain in the ass just to like park and to get up to the place. Uh, but hopefully they might've expanded some, cause I believe it was only what four courts. Um, you know, it's like, man, you're, you're Nike and you're pumping all this money into this place and there are nicer facilities out there. Either way, um, you know, I, I know that they also have it spread out too, where there's another tournament where like, if you didn't make the peach jam, if your team wasn't good enough to make it, you can go down the street and they've got all of the other EYBL teams, uh, playing like Cam Reddish's team. I remember he, they didn't make it. They, they, they weren't good enough. So he had to play in that one. So there's, there's a lot going on down there, uh, between your Jack Pilgrims, your, your Travis Graffs, your Travis Branhams, these, also, TJ, does TJ does the T stand for Travis? I think that's like a recruiting thing, right? No, mine does not. But yeah, it does seem like there's a lot of Travises in recruiting. That's why you got out of it because you weren't a Travis. Yeah, right? people were like Travis Junior. Yeah, happy to do your interview. And it's like, oh, T actually doesn't stand for Travis. Ah. They, they hang up on me. I, I went and followed Charles Matthews in that little auxiliary tournament. Like, hey, you're not good enough to be in the Peach Jam, but here's. Here, here's a little side tournament. I actually really enjoyed that because there was nobody there at those gyms. So the interviews were easy. Um, of course, you didn't get like your all-star matchups, like Charles right. Matthews going against some scrubs, but it uh, was, still, was still a good time. Still, it was still a lot of fun. And then, of course, Roush, what everybody goes to Peach Jam for. The late Hooters. Night, late night Hooters, baby. Oh, man. I wonder uh... – I wonder who's holding court now. Do we think it's Lamont Paris bragging about Gigi Jackson? Fact, I like it. Yeah, you'd think maybe after Bill Self now, he's got another national title under his belt. I don't know. He probably doesn't hit up the Hooters like he used to do. I could see Frank Martin saying, listen, I no longer kind of live in the area, but I'm at UMass now. These are my old stomping grounds. I'm going to – I'm this is my Hooters. I could maybe, also – Frank Martin strikes me as the kind of guy, too, that – drinks like club soda with a, a lime in it to make it look like he's drinking, but he's not, you know, just because he's got to be the one that's in command of the room kind of deal. Could see that. Could see that. He Justin, was the club ever, bouncer back in the day. People forget that. You ever been to Augusta, Georgia or North Augusta, South Carolina? I have not. No. Sounds like a beautiful part of the country, though. Some good golf in the area. There's a place called Augusta National. I think I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jacob, I know you're a big country club guy. Have you ever heard of Augusta National? Uh, I think. Is that isn't there some type of something held there? Yeah, they do a tur- they do a tournament. Yeah. I think I saw uh, it on like the uh, PGA Junior League channel or something, I think. Well, we've got a lot to get to. We're kind of in a weird I I I want to switch gears over to football recruiting Roush, but uh, I, well, what do you okay? What I've got you, something. I've got something though, because I'm very excited that uh, Brad shared this to the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook picture of the new Top Golf. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Can you believe it? It's actually going to happen. Yes, uh, we. I believe it. I can't. It's it's, com- it's coming. It's coming. Uh, we had our own little golf outing. Roush just didn't want to play golf or didn't want to hang out or he had something, getting cabinets, who knows. Uh, but he was not there. But Justin and Jacob were, as was myself, a little Friday, skip work, go play golf. And we had a blast. It was a good time. 
We weren't sure if Jacob was going to play or not play because he's obviously a little bit hurt. Um, he just I don't know. Yeah, just I, I don't know. I don't know what we're – Jacob, did you end up playing or not playing? I did end up playing. Okay, you did end up playing. All right. I did. <laughs> Folks, even with a banged-up wrist, good golfer. It was uh, he, he was he's fun to watch. I'd say watch out for the KRC scramble team with a healthy Jacob. I'll just say that he's the he's the real deal. I was very happy going out there and my easily my best round of the year shot in eighty four and didn't really hit a putt for that matter. And Scoots Scoots struggled a little bit. That was horrible, horrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun though. Hey Jacob, by the way, not scared of mom today. Uh, or she's not listening. Hopefully she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't want to. I don't want to sell him out. So I, was, I, was him, I was letting him talk about because I, I, I don't think mom wanted baby boy going out there with an injured wrist and and doing too much, which is good parenting. And maybe you did do too much, but you said you weren't in pain, so that's no, good. I mean, the brace was on the whole time. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That's not even. Yeah. Oh, you're good. The brace. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong while you're wearing the brace. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fact. Therefore, yeah. Uh, it was actually impressive. Like, could we? I wasn't sure if he was going to be able to like hold a, a club in regular sitting, but went out there first hole, outdrove both of us, and uh, it was it was kind of on after that. But it was it was a good time. I, I feel a lot better about our KRC scramble chances whenever that happens, which is probably not going to be late July now, but hopefully late August. And there's a chance that if it is late August, it's going to be a big to do, and we're going to have a really good time with it. But uh, stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned on that. But, yeah, it was nice. And then we went out to lunch and met up with Roush, and uh, they got to try Halo sauce for the first time. That was good, was, yeah. It was fun to be able to be the ones to experience to, to have that experience. But, yeah, it was a nice Friday with the KRC crew. We tried to and do a nice, nice little 16-ounce beer, or 16% beer, too. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah my best, not my best move of the day. I actually had to go home take a nap after that. Oh, uh, you think? Could see that. Yeah, we were like – we, I, it was so hot golfing that like you couldn't really keep a buzz for the most part, and and that was fine. We, we weren't we were out there to golf and hang out, not to drink. But like we get to the lunch afterwards, and everybody's still sweaty and gross, and just getting light beers and waters. And then Scooch comes back with like the girliest little glass. It's like one of those like little ones that are like only you know it seems like they're like ten ounces high. Yeah, a little ten ounce glass that like butts out really big and then comes up and it looks all fancy where you can like stick your pinky out when you're drinking it. But this thing was blacker than black coffee, whatever he came back with. We were like, Oh my gosh, scoots. Like, is this, is this your beer for the winter or something? And, uh, yeah, it is my beer for the winter, but I'm going to drink it today now. Yeah. It's a dumbass move. Bourbon barrel, dark stout whiskey. I see it, it. I think you could make a fire by lighting the top of that drink. <laughs> it, it was uh, it was pretty intense. Jacob loved it though; he thought it was great. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we we had a we had a nice time. Um, yeah, Roush, we missed you on the golf course, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it would have been uh, would have been a good time, but uh, you know, had to had to move, had to shake. Glad I got all I, I checked all my boxes that I needed to before hitting the road. Um, and, uh, all in all, had a, had a nice little weekend to get ready for this week. Uh, SEC Media Days opens today. The commissioner, 
uh, speaks first. All the big J's will be so excited to talk, um, to talk realignment and hear if there's, I, I just, I just don't know who's going to be the most self-righteous, like look at me when they ask him a question. I'm probably going to say Pete Thamel, like just a guess. Um, but the blue, the blue checkmark brigade is going to be out and about today. We also get our first look at Brian Kelly wearing LSU, uh, purple and gold, Ooh. which I'm, I, I hope he makes like a joke about like, well, you all are not family, but y'all are close enough, you know, something like that. I hope he really tries to, to ham up, uh, that, uh, but we also get Lane Kiffin and, uh, Eli Dorkowitz today. So I'm going to shove that nerd in the locker before the day's over with. Yeah, that'd be really smart of Brian Kelly just to come in with like the thickest Savannah accent possible. <laughs> just do like the there's been a murder in Savannah office scene <laughs> way over the top Michael Scott style. That'd be pretty funny. I'd go Dan Wolken with the conference the conference commissioner fart sniffing question of the day. That would Ooh. be my, that'd be that would be my Vegas leader. But and will sure. Dan? Will Dan is is this? Will he even step foot in Atlanta, or is this too red of a state for him to visit? You got to check with the COVID levels first. See if he's allowed to even go indoors. But I would. Somebody's going to ask a question, and along the lines of like, "Do you feel like you're killing college athletics?" Oh yeah, yeah. That's. Is it? What's the SEC's stance on? ending bedlam and the Oklahoma, Oklahoma state rivalry. Yeah. There, there'll be something that like is blaming right, the SEC right. for all the world's issues or something like that. So I look forward to that question as well. And I'm happy we got boots on the ground there with Roush in, in attendance. And uh, you're going to have some great content all week. I'm sure. No, it's, it's, it's an exciting time. Uh, very pumped. Uh, it, bef- just getting ahead of it too. There's going to be a lot of uh, advertising as well on our end. So just get used to the Morgan and Morgan ads for the people. Hey, well, they didn't advertise with the radio station, so I'll have to cut that part out. Over no, cut cut that out, uh, Jacob. I'll have to cut that out, Jacob. Yeah. Okay. Dropped it. Yeah, sorry. I'll have to drop, <laughs> have to drop that. Uh, hey, drop it like it's hot out of Thornton's. Get yourself some donuts, a breakfast sandwich, some coffee. It's Monday. It's kind of rainy. It's ugly out. You need you need a little extra pick-me-up. Thornton's got you covered. And they got you covered with $10,000 or summer cash bash. Download the Thornton's app. As soon as you do download the app and you open it, you'll see it right there. Big lettering. $10,000 summer cash bash. Grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. I did not win the capital prize at St. Agnes's Picnic. So, Thornton's going to need you to come in big for me because I want that $10,000 weekly that you're giving out. Stop by Thornton's today. Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper should be there. They'll say hello to you. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Radio. Hour number two, coming up next. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Radio, 96.1 FM, 50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and Turn Jacob on your Monday morning starting a new week. 
Only two full weeks left, though, of July. That's exciting. And then, then you just got to get through August. And then it's like uh, seven months of sports. Cool stuff to <sighs> get excited about. And we are pumped. You know what I get excited about, TJ? What's that? Queso from Salsaritas. Mm, oh, yeah. Love and even, even though we are, I don't want to say we're wishing away time. We're looking forward to the sports calendar returning. Thankfully, Salsaritas is here to say, guys, you know what? Summer isn't all bad because July is queso month. When you go to either one of Salsarita's two locations in St. Matthews uh, on Hubbard's Lane or Shelbyville Road in Middletown, download the app before you go. Every time you buy queso, you're going to get a reward. It might be $2 off. It might be another free queso. Hell, it could even be a free entree. Salsaritas, they're throwing around Salsaritas bucks left and right. Just download the app before you order your delicious, melty, spicy, tasty, wonderful, spectacular queso. And you'll get rewarded. I, I can't think of many things that I'd rather be rewarded for than queso. So go get your cheese today and thank the folks at KRC later. Roush gets home from Atlanta and SEC media days and there's just 18 gallons of queso on his front porch. And on three, he's like, hey, you said you wanted queso. So instead of this month's salary, you're mm-hmm. getting 18 things of Salsaritas queso. Nobody can <laughs> For reimbursing your expenses in queso. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you'll love Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Get those texts into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. You read or you send it. We read it. It's uh, easier said than done. Always a lot of fun. Roush, it's a lot of fun when UK football gets big-time commitments. That's what's a lot of fun to me. It is so much fun, and that's exactly what happened Saturday afternoon in Springfield, Ohio, when Anthony Brown pulled the the UK hat out of the Cincinnati backpack uh, to commit to the Cats. Four-star receiver. One of the, the theatrics behind it all, uh, especially the hats on the table, uh, Freddie Maggard was up there. And for some reason, Freddie Maggard being up there didn't tip people off. But when they saw a Cincinnati hat that didn't have a sticker on it, they're like, oh. He's going to Cincinnati. Luke Fickle doing it again. It, it was. It was. It amused me. I miss the. I miss analyzing the hats. Uh, I was nobody in this in this country was better at analyzing commitment ceremony hat setups like I was. I would have told you at a heartbeat he was going to UK based on the on where the placement and all the other stuff going on there. Do you get bothered by the? The theatrics of a commitment. Does it bother you if somebody throws a hat or fakes a hat pick or anything like that? Basically, tell me how old you are, Roush. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I'm at. I just, um, I love it. Like, I, I but it's your commitment ceremony. You get one of these, have fun with it. I don't, I don't mind it at all. Um, I think there's like a, maybe just don't go too over the top when burn other school. Like, I, I would just say, like, uh, you know, th- I feel like there's a very fine line of, like, All right. going crazy to be jerk. I don't know what that is, but even if you do tick off the other fan base, if you know you're rock solid with the one, then it doesn't matter. Just have fun with it. You're a kid. Just go be go have fun. All right, you pick up a hat, and then everybody thinks you're picking that school. You throw it on the ground, and then you projectile vomit into the hat. Is that Ooh, too much? Yes, too much. Too much. too much. Okay. I don't think you spit on it. Maybe not like stomp it, but I do think throwing it is fun theatrics. Um, I I would love if somebody just took like 
30 minutes to like annihilate some piece of clothing, <laughs> like a whole ceremony of lighting it on fire. And mm-hmm. then just to be, and then just like go pick up the other hat and put it on and be like, ah, <laughs> here's where I'm going. <laughs> it's a uh, whole spectacle of destroying a hat just to let people know I'm not going to Georgia. I would appreciate if somebody made one of those machines. I forget the, the, the really overly complicated machines. I forget the name for it. Exactly. Where, you know, the you, you hit the ball and it rolls down and it sets oh, off yeah. like this huge chain reaction. That would be like just to like light a fire in a garbage can and then throw one hat into it and then pull another one out. Or get even better yet, like I doubt that the Venn diagram of high school football recruits that and magicians is very large, but <laughs> it would be a lot of fun if somebody did, you know, the magic trick, did the little poof, had it smoke like that. That would somebody, be great. Somebody needs to get turned into a cat, and that can be how they pick Kentucky. Like, I agree with you. Put them in, like, a box and spin them around, and then you can have, like, a, a magician's assistant go there and, like, do all the fun things, spin around the box, and then you open it and just, like, Mark Stoops comes out. And then, and then, and then they walk out of the back of the room. So why'd you decide to go there? <laughs> oh, boy. That's uh, silly. But in all seriousness, Justin, do you get bothered? There are actual people that are like, and here, here's that line of thinking is, why would you pick up a hat and put it down? Or why would you disrespect the school? All they did was show you love and recruit you and want to provide you an opportunity for a free scholarship and blah, blah, blah. Justin, I could see you not liking some of some of those actions I don't, I don't really know how to take this if we're being honest i i'm good with it like ralph said you get one of these things do it however you want and, and look you yeah you want to show love back to the schools that showed love to you but at the end of the day if that's not where you're going you got to start to separate yourself that love can be no more i love it good for you jk47 yeah. jacob did you have a, a college announcement ceremony you probably could have played some small golf somewhere uh i didn't have my own ceremony but I do like the just blunt disrespect as, as much as you can get to the other schools. I mean, where was, where was your backup since, college option, Jacob? Um, EKU, WKU, and uh, Midway. Would you have golfed at those places? Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, but had to had to stay true. That's a the needle. Blue came out, you know, the whole deal. Yeah, you just you were ready to retire from your professional career. Bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, now just, you're sitting up the radio circuit. <laughs> from an amateur to a professional, just like that. There, there you have it. Uh, also, speaking of amateur, the the open winner of the silver medal, which they brought up every three seconds, that was pretty cool. Seeing his Italian dad, I don't, I'm sure Roush, you probably didn't see it since you were listening, but Jacob or Justin, did you see that when the amateur came off eighteen? Yeah, I saw it. it yeah, pretty neat. That was pretty cool. It was like I, I was waiting for the dad to be like Scandrello, Nicomandino. <laughs> it's like the most stereotypical thick Italian accent, probably because he was Italian. Shocking, shockingly, but he was like my boy. It was so sweet. It was awesome. Uh, that's sports are just the absolute best. Text on into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four. 1450. Uh, we got a little sidetracked, but we are going to actually talk about uh, Anthony Brown's commitment, not to be confused with Anthony Davis, former UK national champion. But this is a slot receiver that's going to probably get a lot of comparisons to Wandell Robinson. Maybe not the most fair thing in the world just because he's a little shifty guy, but he is a player that UK is expecting big things sooner rather than later. Yeah, and I think the from a 
and I don't want to say small picture, but like just focusing exclusively on Brown's game. Uh, he is a good route runner for his age. He, he he doesn't have a lot of size or length, so he does a good job of getting open just by using his feet and taking hard cuts. There's one play in particular in his highlight reel where he just got a skinny post called, but the hard jab step to the outside, it did just enough to, to turn the defender's hips and spring him free to get wide open for a big play touchdown. Uh, he's got a lot of speed. Kentucky's really emphasized speed in the last two classes. And he's also played against top competition. Now, Springfield in Ohio, it's not too far outside of Dayton, but they're a Division One school. That's the, the, the biggest class in the state of Ohio. They were state runner-ups last year, made it all the way to the state championship game. So he's been playing against some really good teams, really good competition, and excelling. I think he was averaging like uh, at 90 yards receiving per game at that level, uh, had nine touchdowns last year. Um, so he, 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 and he's, and he did it while playing both inside and outside. He's probably, he's primarily going to be a slot. They used a lot of slot capital, if you will. We mentioned Lynn Bowden last week, uh, tweeting at Anthony Brown. Uh, we also had Wanda Robinson in there for an unofficial visit that Anthony Brown took. Uh, Tavian Robinson did a lot of talking to him and, and Kentucky really needed to get a slot receiver in this class because even though they were able to get Robinson from the portal, I think he only has one more year. After this year, he can only use one more year of eligibility. And there are other guys on the team that can obviously play that position, but you needed to recruit a slot guy to keep this thing going. So um, a, a nice, solid win, particularly after uh, losing Carmelo English. Um, big picture-wise, Seven guys, seven top 500 receivers in the last three recruiting classes. Seven. I mean, you you can put a Band-Aid on short-term problems um, through the transfer portal, but as like it says, the, the way you improve weaknesses in your program are through high school recruiting. In Kentucky, that, that's exactly what they've done, and Anthony Brown, another four-star receiver, is just more evidence of that. This was the the – undoubtedly the biggest weakness on the Kentucky football team, the wide receiver position. And they knew that it was plain as day. And so they went out and they fixed it on the recruiting trail. Yeah. We, we talked about it on Kentucky roll call a few years back about how you could kind of go across the board at UK's roster and say, they've, they've moved that up to sec quality. That's got sec quality and sec depth, but the one place and position you couldn't do that was receiver. And UK was seeing people, transfer out because they weren't sec quality and they were going to smaller schools and they weren't really doing much of anything there so yeah. it was a it was a symbol to we need to we need a whole makeover of this recruiting of, of recruiting wide receivers and they did it um now you need those guys to step up we still mm -hmm. haven't really seen the fruits of the labor of the recruiting at the wide receiver position but that's an insane number and that's something to get excited about it, it, recruiting at times can feel like the clark griswold scene in vegas vacation when touring the hoover dam and mm -hmm. you're just trying to plug a hole and then another hole opens up and you're plugging a hole and another hole opens up well UK's pretty much – what would the hole be now, Roush? If you were – like one position you think UK needs to make sure they continue to prioritize. I, I, I don't know, maybe defensive line if we're being – Yeah. They've got some really good – I mean, they you just have to – the, the thing about recruiting too is it's, you know, ABC, always be recruiting. And you, 
you can never really stop, but they have done a great job at each one. I think the next one that they're really focusing in on is at defensive back um, because that had dropped off slightly. Uh, Luck had crunched the numbers. Avery Stewart, who they had it this year, is I want to say that him, Ty Asian, and Mike Edwards are the and hell, he was even higher ranked than Mike Edwards. Like they, they don't recruit that caliber, but they're able to get a lot out of their cornerbacks. If you can now now that you're in some a little bit different waters, if you can start recruiting some of those guys. We saw with Kelvin Joseph, like just in one year, that dude's just skill and athleticism, it was just at, on another level because he he was just a blue chip caliber talent. If you can get one of those guys a year, and you you can really amplify your impact. Yeah, and I think the obvious probably answer when it comes to recruiting holes and where UK need where their next horizon is, uh, because wide receiver wasn't up to snuff, and now they've addressed it. It should be up to snuff. You still got to see the production, but hopefully it'll be there. You just got too many options for it not to be. UK and Stoops, they just need to recruit quarterback better. I think if we're being, yeah, yeah. If, if there's one position where they haven't really had success recruiting, wide receiver is maybe one of those spots, but quarterback without question. UK has not, I don't think Stoops has recruited a quarterback as a high school player that has done anything meaningful, period, right? Drew Barker was the last high school recruit to start a football game for Kentucky. The rest have That's been wild. That's yeah. wild. And that's a long time ago. 2016. <laughs> it was the Southern Miss game. A loss to Southern Miss at that. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it's 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 pretty nuts. But, and I, I will say, though, I would also put, like, a, a, an asterisk on needs. Because if you, if you can, if you have the uh, example of Will Levis for your transfer report, it was like, that 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 can go a long ways. Now, uh, with that being said, though, just being able to get a competent dude at quarterback, like, not a but like an, a legit, like okay, this guy, we 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 are very comfortable, we are very confident in him. He can be our guy, but we're going to get a transfer portal guy just to make sure there's a competition. That would be nice. That would be really nice. Um, We'll see. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm with you, TJ. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be real nice, Clark, to be able to get one of these guys from the high school ranks at quarterback. It would also it would also be real nice if we could get uh, John Legend to come sing the national anthem for a game at the Crow. That'd be pretty cool. Roush, uh, was Lynn Bowden not a high school recruit? What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's, 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 oh, he's, trying, to, he's trying to get you. He's trying to get you. He's trying to get me. No, I'm not trying to get you. I was just curious. Yes, he was a high school recruit. He was also a wide receiver. Well, high school quarterback, quarterback recruit. There you go. Last high school quarterback recruit to start for Kentucky. Well, technically. He played high school. He could play quarterback in high school. Me, me, me. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Bring out the gotcha girls. He got me, Jacob. He did. The intern wins again. It is it is just wild though to go that long without having a quarterback recruit. Like if not for the transfer portal, UK's probably not on this run. It it honestly makes you kind of scratch your head and wonder, like, wow, UK has moved up tiers in the SEC, the toughest football conference in America. Without having a quarter, like a star prize quarterback recruit, they've mm-hmm. somewhat gotten, you can use air quotes around it, but lucky when having quarterbacks fall into their lap. But the reality is, 
UK hasn't really had that many talented quarterbacks. I'd say Will Levis is easily the most talented in the Stoops era. But before that, Steven Johnson? Like Patrick Tolls, maybe? Like there's there's not a lot of talent. Now there's a lot of heart and there's, uh, you know, people that play smart and make the right decisions and all that's important in a football team. But from a talent standpoint, the fact that UK has made the strides it has without having a generational talent under center mm-hmm. is I, almost speaks even more volumes to what they've done. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, and I think that if you're going to just to answer the question why, it's not for the lack of uh, evaluation. Um, I was kind of I was joking with Freddie down here because Gwinnett County is not too far away. It's like north uh, east of Atlanta, and I saw a. Um, Saw a license plate with Gwinnett, and I was like, man, I'll never be able to see that without thinking about Jaron Williams and that stupid roller coaster ride. But like, Mac Jones was a commitment, <laughs> you know, like they, they, they've been on guys, but they haven't had the, they, they've been on them early, but closing when big guys come to town, they haven't been able to do it. And also, big reason why is because a lot of those dudes haven't come from the state of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It, it, it helps if you have a dude from the state of Kentucky. Evan was it was is the closest thing to that since Tolls. Um, right, I guess it would be Drew Barker, um, but he was ready to get the hell out of here. The next one you have coming up is the the kid that transferred to LCA, Cutter Bowley. Um, he, he he could be your guy where uh, he, he ends up becoming a, a big deal, not only recruiting uh, on, on the recruiting front, but could end up developing into uh, a, a star. At, at Kentucky, who he's also uh, he's also playing high school football with Tim Couch's son, so you know, hmm. it's him. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Cutter's yeah. just a great name. I guess you probably got to mention Bo Allen. I mean, UK did recruit him, did land him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I, I hate that I skip over Bo. Just but it, like just the knowing that they're going to get a transfer portal guy and there's going to be a competition, I end up glazing over him and I feel like a jerk. But he actually also had a pretty good Twitter thread this weekend. I don't know if you saw it. I did. Um, just wasn't really in the mood to read a lot, so I didn't read the whole thing, but I did see that he was talking about important things, and that's always cool to see. It's like, hey, why aren't we teaching financial literacy in high school? It's like, that's, oh, yeah. that's common sense. Like, of course, it's it's too it's too simple to be able to teach kids the stuff that they're going to use in real life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a conversation for a different day, but good good for you, Bo Allen. And that, that does speak to the recruiting, is that like UK has land prize quarterback recruits before. Roush is right. Some of them have decommitted and gone elsewhere. Others have stayed committed, but in the randomness of football recruiting, they just didn't pan out as, as big-time quarterbacks. Patrick Tolls didn't, Drew Barker didn't, and uh, that's recruiting. And maybe Kentucky gets cutter and he commits, and maybe he doesn't pan out because that, mm-hmm. that's the way that some of this stuff could work. But um, that's one area that they just have not had a lot of success, and they've had to kind of scramble, and it's worked out up to this point. But you gotta you gotta think that's going to be a priority. It's just let's get somebody, let's get a freshman, let's be able to develop them the way that we want. And it is no coincidence; it has to be said that the fact that UK's had three different offensive coordinators in three different years that probably ain't helping the recruiting at the quarterback. No. Well, and the, the Chris Parson kid who decommitted from Florida State, like Kentucky would have a legit shot if Liam Cullen was still the OC. Uh, I, I, it's a long shot now, but if Cullen was here, you know, that, that's part of it. It's establishing and maintaining those relationships. And so I'm at least hopeful 
not only having, you know, Stoops has basically been like, Coach Rich, you got to be here two years. But if, if Woodward is the heir apparent, uh, Woody, the wide receivers coach, who was also a former quarterback, and he can have that relationship with Bowley ever since he started visiting camps, like that, that could go a long way. I hope weird. That happens. Con- I hope- continuity, weird. It's it's good for a football program. Strange how that works. Uh, mm-hmm. Radio breaks and advertisers, good for a radio station. And we're going to do that mm-hmm. right now. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Warren. Mm-hmm. Turn Jacob and Justin Taylor. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. The Dundies, I can't explain it. I take it frame by frame it. No, oh, I'm, no, I just want you to keep going. You're killing it. The Dundies. The Dundies. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. KRC goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay the show 9 to 11. You can get KRC wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Leave a rating and review, why don't you? One of these slow days, we, we should just go back and read some of the podcast reviews. There's some funny ones out there. Uh, that'd be a good time. But we appreciate you listening, and uh, we hope that you're listening all week. We're getting, we're knocking on the door to sports season, which is going to be really, really fun. Cannot wait for UK and the Bahamas. Cannot wait for fall camp. But in the meantime, I bet we'll get some newsworthy pieces of him. How newsworthy do you think this SEC media day is going to be, Roush? If 10 is just like jaw dropping, breaking news, this is, there's going to, something big's about to happen. Or one's like, this is the boringest SEC media day of all time. Where do you think, what, what number are we going to get this year? Uh, 6.8. Okay. 6.8. Like, I think it'll be relatively newsworthy. And I think, um, the, the, what's going to be really nice about this SEC media day is once last year's, it became all about conference realignment and all of this nil and everything. I do have a sense that after talking about nil and transfer portal and all this stuff away from football, that, we're going to get a little bit more into the meat and potatoes of football at this event. That's at least my hope. Um, but today, we'll certainly, when Sankey talks, they're going to have all of the all of the the kind of nilly stories and everything. Last year's was definitely a ten. When you get Oklahoma and Texas joining the conference halfway through the week, that's that's just banana land, absolutely bonkers. So, um, who are looking forward to taking to Atlanta, Levis and Levis, Kenneth Horsey, and uh, DeAndre Square. Okay, I should I should have figured square horsey. I probably would not have guessed, but good. That was good. No Rodriguez, huh? No, no Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> Why do you think that is, Justin? Uh, a plethora of reasons. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're probably right about that. Uh, I totally stepped all over and didn't get back. Justin had a story for us to end hour one. Didn't. Uh, I knew he had something to say. I forgot to bring it back to him. Did not know it was a story necessarily. So everybody, get seated. Get a warm glass of milk. 
It's Justin Kalen's story, Tom. <laughs> and it, and it's not that big of a story, and you all you all probably kept up with it as well, but you mentioned Bush's Beans becoming the official bean of SEC. Did you all see the SEC message on Friday using the Walker Hayes song? Did no. Did you keep up with that at all? I did, I did. Oh, my gosh. It was embarrassing. So they, they basically put out this ad for SEC, and they said that this is going to be the song of football season. It's called Y'all Life from Walker Hayes, and basically they just got roasted online because everybody was like, this is the worst song. Walker Hayes, by the way, same guy that sings Fancy Like for what it's worth. Yeah, um, I didn't actually listen to the song, um, but like – I saw some stills, like uh, screenshots of lyrics with the music video where they're like, let's just go as over the top as we can. And I don't think it would have been as bad, Justin, if they did it. It's like the SEC was actually being serious, but the song was totally trying to just be over the top about football. Like, Yeah. Okay, we got to play it. I mean, we got to play at least like a verse in the chorus. Luckily uh, Walker, for you, I have it pulled up. Walker Hayes, great song, You Broke Up With Me. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slam Walker Hayes. I like Walker Hayes, but I haven't heard this song, and their bad country is pretty bad. So should we go ahead and give this a listen? Let's yeah. rock it. Here you go. I actually like the verse, and then was the chorus a joke? Y'all, yeah, y'all. Like, was that like the end of the song or something? Like, no, that was the middle. The verse I was actually like, I like bumping my head to, which it is. It's very bro country, but I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to connect like the southern yeah. audience. You know, you're trying to you're trying to you're trying to mesh in a lot of different genres there. And Let's I put some bass in there so that mm-hmm. like you can you can do some shoving. You know, you can head bump in the stadium and whatnot. You know, get pe- people can get pumped up for game time. But that oh boy, yeah, not good. I get I get it. Went <laughs> horribly wrong after the verse. <laughs> There's one reason I like that uh, music video. Walker Hayes did this on totally on purpose. He put TikTok sensation Livy Dunn in the uh, in the video, which is just my absolute like. You're number one. Anybody, it would be her right now. So. <laughs> I'll I will mute the song and just watch the video. Everybody instantly races over to Google Livy Dunn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go ahead. You will not regret it. Livy, somehow if this gets back to you, I will gladly take you to McDonald's. I don't think it probably will. <laughs> Looks like she's an LSU gymnast. Yeah. Oh, that's uh okay. I know the LSU gymnast tip talk. You know so. what I'm talking about? I do yeah. Yeah. I know her for her athletic career. Yeah. So. Yeah, I bet. Said no one ever. Did you give her get her a nil deal? Well, she was. Uh, it's because whenever the, all that stuff happened, they're like, she's gonna make a gun. And with the you're kind of alluding to the fact, like, oh, she's really good looking. <laughs> like, mm. Not so subtle here. 
Hey, I got a I got a project for intern Jacob and Justin. You need to be the boss of this project, okay? So I'm I'm nice. delegating the project to Justin to have intern Jacob do it. All right, this Let's time, do it. Okay, J intern Jacob, you need to find somebody on the basketball team, and I need you to come up with a dollar amount of how much it would cost to get a nil deal with said person for a weekly basketball interview. You may get, you, have, you probably have to go through UK with this intern, Jacob. Uh, you, you can't go through UK, though, because it's nil. Yeah, they're not going to tell me money amounts, are they? Well, they may, I mean, just to have access to the player, though, you may have, even to get the conversation going, you may have to go through UK. Uh, you know what? Don't go through UK. Just go and go through DMs and say, hey, how much would it cost for a once a week, 10-minute segment just to talk UK basketball? Maybe you reach out to CJ Frederick. Maybe, I mean, you're probably... I don't know if I don't know if we'd be able to afford. How about Lance? I don't know if we'd be able to afford like an Oscar or Toppin or a Case and Wallace. So we're gonna need to probably go cheap, Jacob. But here's your project, and and Justin, can you keep on him on this project? Okay, I'll keep on him. Yes, sir. And I'm not saying Jacob, you gotta pay the person. I just need to know, like, hey, C.J. Frederick said he'd do it for a hundred dollars a week. Boom, gotcha. Okay, I can. I can do that. You look into that. It. Let me know. It's not something you got to do about tomorrow or anything. We'll check back in like a week or two weeks and just see how we're doing. Okay. Okay. Got to give you a little project. Got to give you something to do. Yeah. Not since I've, I've already completed all my other work. I'd give this like a five to 10% chance working out. Not on your end, Jacob. I have no doubt that you're going to find a number for us, but in terms of the legality of it actually coming to fruition, but if it did, be kind of cool to have like a weekly player update. Be like, hey, how's practice this week? Hey, you guys are playing Texas A&M this week. You gonna beat them by thirty? Be kind of mm. neat. Yeah. Be kind of neat. Maybe easier to do. A I, Roush, you remember like when nil was a thing this time last year? Like Cats Illustrated was getting people on podcasts. I think KSR had people on podcast. What happened with all that? With all that? I don't. We never did any nil stuff with kids. Um, you all did at all? I thought. did his podcast, and then he would have players on that way. But like, it, it wasn't any sort of, um, you know, deal was struck. They were just kind of helping out their pal. So we found a loophole. <laughs> Nothing like a good old fashioned loophole. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, theoretically, you could be like, "Hey, Kentucky Roll Call would like to sponsor you." And we'll pay you X amount of dollars, but you need to come on and do an interview with us. Well, I think what people realize, because that was all the rage early on. I remember like uh, the Aggie, the Texas A&M site. I forget which one it was. Texags.com paid for exclusive interviews. I think they realized, hey, or we could just get the players on that need to promote their own stuff and we just won't have to pay them. I think that's kind of how people, people did the work around. Yeah, I guess that would work as well. But, Without uh, actually having to pay them, uh, so. Greg, did you see that Greg Doyle wrote a column on Dan Dockage? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's his stuff's usually behind a paywall though, which is weird. Being a C, like if I'm subscribed to CJ, I should get behind all of the USA Today paywalls. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's kind of strange. Just this is what the tweet says from Greg Doyle. This is a story I never wanted to write because once upon a time I saw the best in Dan Dockage. I don't see it anymore. Instead, I see. We all see a mean-spirited bully. Hold on, now cut off. Disintegrating. Disintegrating. One tweet at a, one tweet, one rant, one controversy at a time, and it is an Indy Star article. Um, it's kind of strange just to do a column, being like, "Hey, this one person that used to be in media 
not, no, not he's, still, he's still in media. Like he does, he has a radio show somewhere randomly. But like, I, I mean, Clay Travis, which is yeah. just like, you know, a lot of people dislike Clay for this, that, or the other. But that is a, a universally a move that is head scratching to to bring Dan yeah. Dockage into well, the fold. They they were the brands were made for each other. But no, I get I get it. He's covered like Dockage is Indiana Indianapolis based. Um, you know that. So yeah, makes sense. That's interesting. I, I look forward to reading this column. You just don't normally get like one media member writing a column that the other media member is a bully. Do y'all remember uh, Jason Brown, the head coach of the football team in Last Chance U? I think it was the third season. Oh yeah, the Indy the Indy Pirates. He got yeah got so fired he, for some like Nazi stuff. He and Dan Dockage did a podcast together pretty recently. It was it was pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of either one of those guys, but it was a pretty good podcast. Could you link that somewhere? I, I would actually like to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. Uh, those those two people with a microphone just seems like trouble. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It was. We do have a little bit of news coming from SEC Media Days. Two pieces. Uh, first off, we have folks who aren't going to be here. Uh, SI not going to have a ton of representation because Ross Dellinger is missing it. For the first time in 12 years, he said he's got a last-minute work assignment taking him elsewhere. And then Pat Forty, uh, one of Louisville's finest, is uh, he caught the COVID last night, so he's going to have to be watching from his TV at the hotel across the street. So hopefully he gets to film better soon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, that, that's the first news to break. The second piece of news, TJ, and this is, this is huge, Anthony Richardson no longer going by AR-15. He's getting rid of his nickname at Florida, turning over a new leaf. Yeah, I saw that. Probably, uh, probably a good call. Is but is that a? I thought it was an AR-16. Was the gun? No, I think it's AR-15. It is 15. That's embarrassing, okay. Ralph. What? I'm not a gun guy. I'm not either, but I know AR-15. Yeah, I think it's, been the, it's only been in the news how many times the last year? Yeah, I know. I try to black it out. Uh, good call. Let's go to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Are you fellas the type to put your toilet paper in a ball or folding it up? This is uh, The question is, the, the proper nomenclature, are you a crumbler or a folder? And I think the correct answer is depending on how good the toilet paper is because you can't fold really crappy thin toilet paper. So, But primarily folder. Always crumbler for me. Nah, you fold. I mean, you, you, it's wasteful if you crumble all the time. You gotta fold. God, I'm by myself on this, really. A texture mm. says, "Old white privilege, Jacob over here with the country club life." How did How did Seneca meet your your needs, Jacob? Was it a goat farm, goat ranch, actually. The greens were in yeah. great shape. I had no really, issues. They were a little hairy, really but yeah, fine by me. Oh, oh soul greens uh, on a public course. Shot. Easier to attack. Yeah, but they were like really slow. They were hairy. Like slower than like a normal public course. But they well, were I played good. so bad because I hit every putt like a little baby. <laughs> a lot of people were able to figure it out that you had to hit the putts a little harder. Not Justin, though. Nope, not, not Justin. <laughs> Putted the same way the whole round. Good He's grief. still leaving them short. Uh, the fairways were not in their best shape, but that's a public course in the middle of summer, especially during a dry summer at that. So. Uh, intern Jacob can suck it. He seemed to have fun and he, all the same. Mm -hmm. I had fun. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd do a it text, again. A texter says, we need an update on Scoot's dating life. It's been a minute. Has he ever hit up expensive tequila lady since the initial dates? That's a good question. 
Uh, I believe I've reached out to her once, maybe twice, because she told me after we broke the whole thing off that she still wanted to be friends. She thinks I'm cool, wants to talk. Yeah, hasn't texted me back, so screw her. Ow. You could always just be like, hey, I've been thinking about getting some tequila tonight. You free this week? Or I could hit her. Or I could hit her with the Tom Crean. I've been thinking about you a lot. No, whole lot. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. One. Oh, which, by the way, Justin, since you brought it up, did you see this? Did you hear this? That. Uh, just imagine a world where instead of Indiana head basketball coach Kelvin Sampson, it's oh, Indiana yeah. head basketball coach John Calipari. Yeah, thanks for checking out my Twitter, Roush. I actually tweeted about that, so appreciate it. Well, I, you have a radio show to talk about it, Justin. I want you to talk about it, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's weird to think about how it all could have been different. I mean, they what that article said, they wanted Cal and Mark Few. Cal really wanted to come to Indiana, but then the Board of Trustees got involved and, and went with Kelvin Sampson. And yeah, what a mess. It, thinking about how it all could be different is just wild. Man, Cal wanted out of Memphis so badly. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Brings just I don't know it shouldn't it, I mean it doesn't impact me at all but for some reason it makes me smile how much he wanted out of Memphis but uh, Cal at IU is a scary thought I don't think it would have been like I don't think he'd still be the coach at IU I think he eventually probably would have jumped on an NBA job mm-hmm. it would have been 06 right Justin uh, seven yeah so he I, I think he would have won and won big. Uh, Derek Rose probably would have came to IU and it it would not have been fun would not have been fun for UK fans Calipari at Indiana but I don't think it would have been as long tenured as he's been at UK and really he'd be a little would, bit younger at the time too you know yeah that's that, that's part of it I think he'd win would have won quick and then just said all right I want to try the NBA one more time and see if that goes also I don't know if Indiana would have paid as much as frequently as Kentucky has but maybe they would have um IU's got got money, but I think part of the reason he stayed at UK is because UK has just made it so financially difficult to leave. Like I, I don't doubt that Cal Perry several times have wanted to leave UK to go to an NBA job, but if you're going to take like a half of a pay cut to do so, it's just not worth it. So interesting, but that's uh, thank goodness that didn't happen. It would be weird to see. I mean, the whole landscape of college basketball would be so much different. It, it also would have been. Just, just the if you think like Kentucky fans get all hot and bothered over one and done, imagine what Indiana basketball fans like. God, they would have. That's the part I don't know. Like, would they have made similar compromises, or would they have been incredibly reluctant to do one and done players? Say, Cal did go to Indiana. Who does Kentucky get in that scenario? Well, Justin, do you want to answer Roush's question? I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's that's that's tough to think about. I mean, it, it like I don't think Cal would have changed anything wherever he was at. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so either. And then who UK gets? Well, they did get somebody, Jacob. They got Billy Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got Billy Gillespie Great then, show. and then Cal was at IU, or Cal was at IU, and you couldn't go take the IU coach in 09. then you get Tom Izzo. I don't think you do get Tom Izzo. Yeah, but he, he was the one Barnhart wanted. I mean, that was the guy that he was he was going to try to wait for him that extra week. So that that was the goal. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't, 
I don't know who it is. If it's if it's not Calipari, I don't think it would have been Tom Izzo. But you're right that that was a popular name. Wasn't going to be Jay Wright. It wasn't going to be Billy Donovan. You can forget those names. Uh, but then you got to put yourself back in like the time machine of 2009 of who the the hot new coaches were or the established coaches were. But would have been interesting. Would have changed history for sure. A texture mm-hmm. on the Thornton's text line says. TC from, or it was not just one undergrad ceremony in 2011, Dinguses. They had two undergrad ceremonies? Oh, gross. How are you twins and you got in different ones? That's a good question. Really, really failed to play in here. No offense, Dexter. I think you should be calling your parents the Dinguses. We're not the ones that sat through back-to-back ceremonies. (laughs) Um, TC from Lexington here, boys. Wiffle basketball has landed as the number one team in the country for worst offseason. That is according to a busting brackets website. Congrats, guys. You did it. I can't think of a team that probably had a worse offseason, though. And that is crazy because when you bring in a new coach, it's supposed to be like good offseasons, exciting offseasons. But they lost pretty much anybody of significant value. They brought back some players that were just okay on last year's team, and they got basically – one transfer of impact. Now they did get a couple solid recruits that I think people are too quick to kind of gloss over, but those aren't, I don't think there's a impact year one guys. So it doesn't really do too much to the equation for this upcoming season. It was a, it's, it's been a bad off season for the cards. (sighs) Also, my wife reminded me that for our gender uh, reveal, we didn't do like a big party or anything like that, but we did do a hat ceremony for the gender reveal. Hat ceremony is always a great time. (laughs) <laughs> that is pretty great almost as great as shady rays i was very happy that i had some shady rays to rock on my way down to atlanta and you'll be happy too if you use promo code big x at checkout save 25 percent off your next pair of shady rays where they're the quality of your expensive you know 200 dollars glasses without the price and they aren't going to set you back and even if you lose a pair all you got to do is pay a processing fee and they'll they'll send you another one it's a it's a win 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 when you use Shady Rays. That's promo code Big X for twenty five percent off at checkout. Yeah, don't forget that promo code. A texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says that was an executive course, not fun to watch for me regarding the Open St Andrews. I mean, but it's just different. Like you don't. That, that that's one thing I do like about it is it's like okay typical like I, I just like a little variety in my golf courses and that's what we get with uh something like st andrews where you're hitting over a hotel to get to a green on one or you're like spieth and you're chipping in from a road that's that's what i was gonna say roush guys are driving it over a freaking hotel what more could you want that's amazing <laughs> i love that course i don't generally i'd rather you know it be like the winner at seven under eight under nine under but there's it's St. Andrews. It's history. It's fun. You know, if they tear it up, so be it. But uh, it's still made for easily the best Sunday in the open or in the majors this year. So it's got to count for mm-hmm. something. A texter says, Oh, it's from Kirby. Hey Kirby. Hope you're doing well. A couple things. I put my wife on during our relationship, slow boiled corn on the cob. Interesting. Barbecue chicken off the grill. How had your wife not had barbecue chicken off the grill? Like, a little bit. Those staples. Like <laughs> Thanksgiving dressing, and he puts in parentheses, not stuffing, and homemade fried chicken. She okay. put me on sushi, cheesecake, Brussels sprouts. Thankful for all the above. Have a week, boy. 
Have a weak voice. Thank you, Kirby. Uh, that's sweet, though. You you introduced her to some. She introduced you to some. I will say, you introduced her to some very basic foods. I get not eating sushi or Brussels sprouts um, and then realizing, like, okay, these actually aren't as bad as I thought. But, like, Thanksgiving dressing, it's at every Thanksgiving. I, <laughs> she just was avoiding it? Like, yeah, I don't know. Ralph, you're glossing over the fact that she turned him on to cheesecake. What in the world? Oh, I, oh, what? I mean, I, I could see why you would choose, like, if, if if you're at some sort of function with a bunch of desserts, why you would gloss past the cheesecake. I still just probably would have tried it at some point. But not a pro move, though. Cheesecake is not good, though. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's, just, let's just end this con- conversation for it. Uh, Texter Plumley Bro says, you prefer fruit by the foot or a fruit roll up? Is this the, the hell video of eight-year-olds? Like, what do you? Who the hell eats that stuff still? Texture fruit and also, it's fruit by the foot. Yeah. Fruit by the foot, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what, like is, what is fruit by the foot? It's uh, actually it's rolled up like a tape roll. It's like a foot-long yeah. thing of candy, and you eat it. I thought that was a fruit roll-up. Fruit roll-ups are flatter and okay. not as good. Yeah, fruit by the Let's foot. Let's everybody is just quick yay or nay on gushers. Yay! 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 Big yay! They kind of weird me out. I'm an A. <laughs> I'll eat, I'm, 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 I'm indifferent. I'll eat them. I have no issues with them. But they're also just not as good as you thought. Remembered they were too. That's how it is with a lot of that stuff. Like the little Debbies. Uh, I forgot which one I had recently, and I was just like, yeah. it was a Twinkie. I ate a Twinkie for the first time in years, and I was like, this actually kind of sucks. Like I, 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 I don't. I would never go out and buy one of these things. I don't, you know, it was a random thought I had driving around yesterday. Drove past a Burger King. I was like, I don't think I've been to a Burger King in 15 years. That's a great call. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to make me just go try it. Like, Yikes. Don't do it. Chicken fries are the only... Sorry. nuggets for a dollar. Yeah, it's not good advertising being like, you can get you can get all the nuggets we have in store in stock for $5. We'll set a barter with you. Like, $4 for all the nuggets in the store? Fine, take them. It's not a good marketing to be like, we've got the cheapest nuggets in town. We're giving them away at this rate. But I kind of want to try their chicken sandwich. Didn't didn't they get in the chicken sandwich wars? Uh, Their original chicken sandwich is pretty good. The, The long, like, hoagie one. Oh, that's why I quit going to Burger King, Justin. They had a deal one time when I was in college with those chicken sandwiches, and it was the first time I ever had heartburn. I, it was it was a miserable experience. It was so awful. I'm like, I'm never. I don't care how cheap it is. I'm never eating this garbage again. John texts in on the Thornton sex line. He says, "John here. Good morning, to all. Thanks for sharing your thoughts and opinions about recruiting. Man, you guys always paint a great picture." Okay, I just did a review last night on some mountain water that is in a can called Liquid Death. Tell me, have you ever heard of this particular water? Well, got to go talk to you later. I have. It's just water, right? But it's I've, I've heard that it's very good, but it looks like you're drinking like an energy drink or something. But it's just water. It's just water. <laughs> yeah. It's the, they have it at like some events and it's like $8 a can. And that's like the only water they sell. That's it's not like, good. The, uh, Chris Long is a big proponent of it. I've seen him talking about its greatness on social media. But hey, well, uh, advertise with the big X. Yeah, they should. You pull out a cowboy hat and announce your intention to run away and join the rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> 
the horse is waiting for you out back. Good morning, fellas. Beach edition of Alex from Colga here to tell oh, you about my nightmare I had last night. I had a dream that Will Levis transferred to Indiana two weeks before game one, and I was listening to the show, and everyone was distraught, but Scooter was hyped. I love Scooch, but he was ticking me off with his excitement, LOL. It felt so real that I had to wake up and check social, but it has me thinking of a summer radio question. Outside of Will Levis, which would be most devastating last-minute departure from our team for this season? I mean, probably Tavion Robinson. Or maybe any offensive lineman. Yeah. Robinson, you know, is going to be reliable. And then in the secondary, just because you're so thin. Um, I don't know. Good question, Alex from Colga, Beach Edition. Yeah. And I mean, like the the Chris Rodriguez question marks are there, but even then, you feel good about, like, you know, you have other good running backs. Um, Yeah, this one, uh, maybe Carrington Carrington Valentine would be tough because he's he's your only corner that's played. I actually think he's going to have a, a pretty good second year as a starter. Uh, you would really be leaning on the transfers and the guys who haven't played yet. So may, maybe Carrington Valentine. Yeah, you heard a lot of Valentine early in last season and not as much later in the season because he was producing. You know, like it wasn't like he was getting beat or anything like right, that. Right, right. Like after that Tennessee game, it's like, okay, he, he he's kind of starting to figure things out now. Sure. Yeah, and you're he, right. Learn, learn the hard way. A texter says, it always seems like there's a, quite a few fans that show up to greet players and coaches for SEC Media Days. Does the SEC make big screens or designated places available for these fans to watch the interviews, or do they just have to DVR it and switch when they go home? Uh, it's different at the Hall of Fame, and it's been four years, so I'm not exactly sure. I think if you buy a ticket to get into the Hall of Fame, you can see stuff, but I, I'll go out there and investigate today, text. I know that's not the case in Hoover, but it might be a little bit different here in the, the big rotunda area in Atlanta. A texter says, wait, Walker Hayes is country? Yeah. <laughs> Another one says, Walker Hayes, the one who sings Having a Dip with the Basset Hound song. I didn't know. Is that an actual song, Justin? I'm not familiar with that one. Maybe they just got us to say something dirty. A texter says, oh, it's John here again. Y'all, I'm digging that song. Have had a fun vibe. I can see myself at the game drinking a nice cold water, eating some great food, and just plain chilling. Well, I'm playing that song on the way home today. Got to go talk to you later. All right, John loved it. That's good. Indiana fans would have complain- wouldn't have complained. They would have just been happy winning. Yeah, probably so. First time for everything. <laughs> don't let kirby's text take away from the fact that jacob got has gone this long in life without trying salsa yeah oh, that's a very good point yep we've got one more uh it says scoots and jacob are doing great jobs really wonderful people and great at what they do oh that's a nice text in the show mm-hmm. with actually says scott's so not a great <laughs> job texting oh yeah scott's and jacob scott's and jay i think they mean scoots but scott yeah. Scott. I'm good, so, I'm good Scott. with Scott. Yeah, Scott's a nice name. Everybody have a great Monday. We will be back on Tuesday. Thanks for all the texts into the show. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Action Radio. Okay. Well, Justin Kalen and intern Jacob. We'll see you on Tuesday. Don't you-